Well, hello everyone. This is Aaron from True Life Church Podcast. I'm here with Norm Melvin, and we're here to add another episode to our arsenal of, you know, just who we are in Christ. And Norm and I were talking before we started the, the the broadcast. We were just talking about you know the things of God and God opening our eyes and and really just knowing Him and letting Him take us into this place. Right. We were talking about divine synchronicities because. Norm, we, we were talking about how Norm saw something in a book he was reading yesterday, and then it tied to another book, and it tied into what I had seen and stuff. And so what's happening, the Lord is showing us that he is in control. No matter what's going on in the world, the world is a, a vision of Antichrist. If you see what's going on in the world and you're concerned, you should be because you're seeing the work of Satan. Mm-hmm. You're seeing mm-hmm. the Antichrist. Paul called it the spirit of Antichrist right. is in the earth. And so you're seeing that, well, what the spirit of Antichrist tries to do is um, copy God or try to act like God. So that's why you see even with our government today, trying to tell us what to do, where to go, all these things. They're trying to be God, but they're not God. And so that's why you see the just the mess that gets keep on created because mm-hmm. of the things they're doing, because they're doing things without God's help. Right. So when you see those things, be alarmed, but don't freak out, because behind it, and running the whole thing is God. Amen. He's in charge. But the Antichrist has got its false mirrors and windows up. Right. And so when we have these podcasts, our goal, I was talking to a friend earlier today, our goal is to expose the facade, expose the, the smoke and mirrors, and go, no, this is not what's really true. What's really true is what God says. Yes. What's really true is what the scriptures tell us. And as we focus on those things, and here's the big thing about it, whatever you focus on becomes your reality. Mm-hmm. And so two different people, if they focus on one thing, but they see it differently, they'll have two different outcomes. And so Norman and I were talking about it earlier today, going, what are you focusing on? What are you putting your mind on? Because it's not, you know, you don't, you can't, you don't have to stop watching the news. But you have to let the news stop being part of who you are. Right. Hear the information and then always match it up to what God says and what he said in his word and his promises. So today, as we get into the podcast, we're just going to have some fun today. Norm's got some ideas he's been kind of kicking around with the Lord. So we're gonna, just going to start from there and see where the Holy Ghost takes us. So thank you for being a part of today and get ready to enjoy the message. One of the things that over the last week, the Lord uh, kind of brought to my attention some things that I have been doing. And he said, uh, your initial taking on watching a couple of different reports about what's going on in our world, those were good things to be aware of, but it became dominant in my mm-hmm. daily routine. Yeah. And I would listen to three different reports, each of them approximately 45 minutes in duration. So doing that five times a week, that's a lot of time just focusing on the thing. And it became, that became my source of answers, not God becoming my source yeah. of answers. Yeah. And so he said, set it aside and just seek me. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that. And right after the, that little conversation, the Lord began to uh, stir up in me some of the things that about what Jesus did that were so miraculous. And part of that was because Pastor had talked about um, multiplication of food. And uh, that because we are children of God, 
we can believe yeah. for a multiplication of food and or we can believe that on the tank of gas instead of only going 400 miles we can go 600 miles mm -hmm. with it and so on and so forth and so I started by looking at um, the two different things that Jesus did miraculous stuff and his disciples were just amazed by it one of them was in uh, the feeding of the 5,000 and the other one was in the feeding of the 4,000 in John chapter 6 uh, in the Passion, it says that Jesus then took the barley loaves and the fish and gave thanks. He then gave it to his disciples to distribute. And miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. And that's just a short version of that. But leading up to that, Jesus had said, we need to, they, people have been with us. We need to feed them and his disciples. We don't have enough money to feed all these people. Mm -hmm. And they fed 5,000 that day. That was men only. But it didn't. they didn't even say anything about children or wives or whatever. Some people estimate that they fed maybe twelve to 15,000 people with five loaves yeah. and two fish. Yeah. Interesting numbers. Five, yeah. grace. grace. Two, Jesus. Seven, mm. completion. Mm. That's good. Five plus two is... Yeah. So, but... the. Yeah. What was interesting in, to me in looking at this, because I looked at two different scriptures, John 6 and Matthew 14. Jesus took the barley loaves and the fish, and he gave thanks to God. That's the first thing he did. He gave thanks to God. Well, in some, some translations, it says he blessed it, mm -hmm. and then he gave it. Uh, to bless something, if you studied the word out, it means to empower, to prosper. So when he gave thanks or blessed it, he empowered those loaves of bread and those mm -hmm. fish to multiply, multiply. Yeah. To, to expand. He gave thanks. Then he gave it to the disciples and distributed it. Now, think about this. There were 12 disciples. There were 5,000 men. Jesus had five loaves and two fish that he held in his hands and he lifted up. Then he gave the loaves and he broke it and he started passing it out to the disciples. Well, if he divided the five loaves between 12 disciples, they didn't have a whole lot, each one of them, did they? Mm -mm. And if he only had two fish among 12 disciples, they didn't have too many fish. Yeah. He had little pieces. But as he broke them, it started the multiplication. And then as they kept breaking and handing it out and handing it out, mm -hmm. it just never stopped. Mm -hmm. It only stopped when everybody was satisfied and fed. That's and good. then it stopped. Yeah. But the real thing about that was after they had fed the 5,000, what did Jesus say? Well, you go to Matthew and, and he said, gather up the leftovers. Gather up the leftovers. And they filled 12 baskets. Mm. Now, these aren't just little baskets that would sit on your table. These were big baskets. I don't know the exact size, but they were large baskets. Mm -hmm. And they filled 12 of them. I've heard it said that, well, the, the boy who had the five loaves and two fish went home with 12 baskets of bread. <laughs> yes, maybe. But think about that practically. What would the little boy do with 12 baskets of bread yeah. and leftover fish? They could only eat so much in his side of his family. Yeah. I think it was more important that there were 12 disciples and each of them had a basket of leftovers that they could take and go and minister to other people with. Yeah, yeah. The scripture doesn't talk about that. 
But that's my my yeah. thought process about it. Yeah. So you you uh, you look at that and you think, wow. Well, twelve. I think twelve in the in the uh, grammatical when you study out the number twelve, I think it has to do with government. Mm. I don't remember for sure, but I think it has to do with government. Yeah. And uh, so be that as it may, those were two things that were interesting to me. But what was more interesting to me was, what did Jesus do? The first thing he did is he gave thanks. He looked up to heaven mm -hmm. and he gave thanks, and he's. He knew where the power and the source came. He knew that it, he was one with the Father, and the yeah. Father was one with him. And when he honored the Father by giving thanks for it, and then the Father and him caused it to multiply by the Spirit of God. Yeah. I mean, all three of the Godheads were involved in that thing. Yeah. There's no way. It could not have been any other way. You go back to the Genesis account, the Spirit of God hovered over the, the depths of the water. Mm -hmm. So the Spirit was there. And the, and, the, and the Lord said, let there be light, or light be. Mm -hmm. When he said light be, he never said stop. Yeah. So think about that. Light mm -hmm. has continued to go and go and go and go and go. Mm -hmm. That's pro that is multiplication or mm -hmm. empowered and, and prosper and so on and so forth. So... I thought, got to thinking about that was, what was so interesting to me was, how did Jesus honor his Father always? For whatever that they had available, he honored the Father by giving thanks yeah, for it. Yeah, definitely. And we need to give thanks for mm, everything that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, we sit in, the, in our house here in, in Chaska, Minnesota. I give thanks regularly for this house that God has made available to us. The comfort that it brings, the the uh, the warmth of the furnace running now because it's winter time. Mm -hmm. The air conditioning in the summertime, yeah. uh, you know, the the convenience and the the storage and the cupboards and all of that stuff and the food that we have in the cupboards. Yeah. All of those things are you need to remember to give thanks for that every single day. Yeah. Because look how God has blessed you. That's so true. He's blessed you. Give thanks for your car. They drove you out, drove here, out today. here. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we we saw everything. Oh, man, I don't have. I, it just seemed like things aren't going. For, no, things are going well. Yeah. You things are that. I'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, as we get into another aspect of this. Well, you know, when you said, you know, you were talking. And that's why I like to do these podcasts, and um, because it sparks things in us. And so normal starts a conversation, and I just listen for the Holy Ghost in me, and listen for His voice. And that, and you can do that too if you're, if you're at church, you're listening to an audio book, or wherever you are. I always make a point to go, okay, Holy Ghost, I'm listening to you. And even when people are talking, even at work, when people are talking, you could be in a meeting and still listen to the Holy Spirit tell you things and instruct yep. you. He's always there. Yep. And so as Norma's talking, he talked about, and I never. Really thought about the 12 baskets. You know, I kind of heard from a place where maybe he took those home to his family and stuff like that and never really gave much thought to it. But when Norm said that, and then he said that 12 is a number for um, government, um, I thought this and went, isn't it interesting that the 12 disciples, if they were given this food, these 12 baskets, they began to distribute that maybe wherever they went. 
And so it shows how government is supposed to work. When Norman said that, it's kind of popped up my mm. mind. Government is, they receive whatever they have. They're not, you know, taxing the people to get money from them. People do give to the government. And then the government takes that, and then they would, they were supposed to thank God for it. Not keep God out, but thank God for that. And then use those resources, the money, their, you know, their, their organization to help bless and, mm -hmm. and minister to other mm -hmm. people like mm -hmm. like they have with those 12 baskets yeah and just you know that you know i'm just kind of kicking that around going see when we receive things even as a church when we receive things in the church it's not so much to you know build bigger buildings and all these things it is to bless other people right it is to make a difference that way so when you said that i was thinking about that going huh that's government you know, God blesses it. God has made the increase. Right. The government is thankful to God mm -hmm. for what he has done. Mm -hmm. And then they're the source, like the disciples were, to disperse God's bounty mm -hmm. to every man, woman, and child. Well, and that's what our nation was established on. It was established that, to give God the thanks for everything that he provided yeah. this new nation. There were certain things that they, they laid out. But God was the reason why they laid it out there. Yeah. These different, uh, from the Bill of Rights and the Constitution yeah. and all of that stuff. What was that to do? It was to give thanks for what the blessings of God had provided for this as a new nation. Mm -hmm. And there were guidelines on how to operate with under the confines of God mm -hmm. because this nation was dedicated to God. Yeah. And somehow it got skewed yeah. off the off the, off the track. Yeah, it's the spirit of Antichrist that gets yeah, in there and yeah. begins to make it about man's greed and man's yeah. man's control. I saw uh, one of the notes. Uh, bar these were barley loaves, barley loaves. It says barley was the f is the first crop of harvest in Israel. It is a picture of the resurrected Christ. A barley loaf becomes a picture of Christ given to us in resurrection life. He is the first fruits of resurrection life. Mm. And, I, and even thinking about that, Jesus, it says in the scripture, he's the bread that come down from heaven. Yeah. And where was he born? He was born in Bethlehem, which is translated the city of bread. So bread, you, what do they call, you know, it used to be what they call now, it's not that so much called that way, but men were the, Breadwinners. Breadwinners. Yep. They were the providers mm -hmm. for the household. Now it takes two to provide husband and wives. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, they're both breadwinners. Yeah. But it, that's a, a comment that you had heard many years ago. Yeah. Yep. The man was the breadwinner of the household. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that to say, interesting. Mm. So then, uh, I just, then I moved into the section of the the 4,000, where 4,000 people were fed with bread. And the Matthew account says that Jesus asked the question, he says, how many barley loaves do you have? Again, barley, we just talked about it. That's that, that's that first crop in the harvest of Israel and what it means. They said, well, we have seven loaves and a few small fish. Seven is the number of completion. God rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Everything was complete. So what did Jesus do? He took the loaves and he 
the fish, and again, he gave thanks to God. He broke the bread. Now, he's got seven loaves this time, and he's got 12 disciples. And so you see how the the bread's getting broken up smaller pieces each time. And And he gave it to them to distribute. And they distributed it, and they fed 4,000 on that deal. And after they had fed them all, Jesus said, well, gather up the baskets. And they gathered up seven baskets. Mm. So there was seven loaves, and they got yeah. seven baskets. Seven baskets. And, and fish, it doesn't say how many fish, it's a few small fish. In the Mark account... Jesus uh, said much the same thing. He said, how many do you have? They said seven. He gave thanks for the bread. He broke them and he handed them to the disciples. And the disciples kept distributing the bread until the entire crowd was served. Then Jesus took the fish. Now see, the the scripture says a little different here. Mm -hmm. Jesus took the fish and gave thanks and gave it to the disciples to distribute. So they distributed the bread and then they distributed the fish. Mm-hmm. And everyone ate until they were satisfied. Hmm. So they did, each person didn't get just a small morsel of bread yeah. or a small morsel of fish. Yeah. They got as much as they wanted until they were satisfied. They were satisfied. Well, you, you know how different people eat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some people, you could give them a small plate and with a few items on it, and they'll be satisfied. Yeah. They're, they're full. But other people, no, i got to have two plates. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but again, the number seven. It's yeah. the number of completion. Mm. I just, it's just 12, yeah. seven, government, five plus two, yeah. you know, all the, uh, how important it is to the Lord for the details that he gives. Yeah, it's true. I don't, I mean, I didn't even look up to see what it means to feed, or what the, uh, the grammatica for 4,000 is, or what the grammatica for for 5,000 is. I didn't even look that yeah. up. But that, you could do that, you know, find yeah, you out could. what it means. That's, in the, that's crazy. So, seven. both And there were seven in that story. Seven loaves of bread, right? Seven loaves of bread. And seven they gathered seven baskets. And seven baskets. And that's completion. So he was giving from completion. He was thanking God for completion. Mm-hmm. And then that completion completed, like I said, and it met all the needs. Yeah. Some people like a lot to eat. Some people are, right. I'm gluten-free or whatever. <laughs> Just give me the fish. Yeah. I'm not going to eat the bread. And they were all taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That shows the beauty of God where no matter what your needs are, big or small, right. it's already completed. Yeah. It's already finished. Done. It's done. And that's what Jesus said on the cross. Yeah. It is finished. It's finished. In other words, I have fulfilled everything that the scripture has yeah. said that needs to be fulfilled. It's yeah. fulfilled in me. Yeah. Well, you're seeing the fulfillment of things when he yeah. walked on earth, when he was with his disciples, or yeah. the disciples were with him, I should say. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me. And then I, uh, you know, then I went from the five, the five loaves, two fish, the five thousand, the four thousand, etc., to the wedding in Cana, mm-hmm. okay. because that was the first time that Jesus actually performed a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to thinking about this, and I said, well. Why was it that uh, when they were at the wedding, and, and the wedding feast for the Hebrew, it wasn't just a, a three or four hour event. It was like two or three, four days sometimes. Mm. 
And so there was a lot going on. Yep. And they had rituals that they followed. Well, there were six pots of water that were for the cleansing, for, for the ceremonial washing of things that were there at, uh, at the wedding feast. And the, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, came to Jesus and she said, they have run out of wine. You need to do something. And what his response was, my time has not arrived yet. My time has not arrived yet. And her response wasn't back to him. Mm -hmm. Her response was, do whatever he says. Yeah. Do whatever he says. Now, why would she say that? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I speculated this. When Mary was be, uh, covered by the Holy Ghost, and he said, you shall bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. She said, well, how is it, you're going to be pregnant. How is this going to happen? And he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and so on and so forth. So there's point one, that Mary knew of the intimacy of God and his personal desire to utilize her, to use her, I should say, mm -hmm. as to bring the, the, the Messiah into the world. The other thing was, when Jesus was 12 years old, they had gone up for the Passover, yep. and he's... And they left, and they were thinking, well, he was with some of the relatives, and they found out he wasn't around. They went back looking for him, and where did they find him? The they temple. found him in the temple. Yeah. And here he was discussing things of scriptural or uh, things of God with the religious leaders of that time, and they were amazed that this 12-year-old mm -hmm. boy had all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so she saw that. She saw him growing up until he, he reached his age of 33 when he started to do his... Was it 33 when he started doing 30. it? 30. Yeah. 30 when he started to do his ministry. So that's the reason, I believe, why she said to him, they're out of wine. Mm -hmm. She knew what was in him. Yeah. She knew the, the power of God that was resident in Jesus. And she knew that he or that God would work through him to meet the needs of this yeah. wedding feast. Yeah. And, I, and I also thought about the fact that the, the host of the wedding feast, or the, and I believe if I understand it correctly, the father of the groom was the one who hosted the wedding feast. It wasn't the groom that hosted it, it was the father. And there were things if you study out the the, the wedding things, uh, I think you'll find that that's the case. He would be embarrassed by the fact that they oh, had yeah. run out of wine. Yeah. He would be embarrassed. And so Mary, was, knowing what she knew about the wedding feast, she was trying to be a resource to help the father of the groom. Mm -hmm. I, that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's my yeah. opinion. So what did Jesus say to the, to the servants? Because Mary said, whatever he says, do. Yeah. He says, fill up the six water pots. Fill them to the brim. So I did a little reading on that. They estimate that these water jugs that they use for ceremonial cleansing held between 20 and 30 gallons of water. Mm. 
So let, let's just say it was 20 gallons times six. Yeah. 120 gallons yeah. of water. Of water. He said, fill them to the brim. Fill them up to the brim. Now he said, take a picture and draw it out and take it to the master. You were talking earlier about the master of, yeah. of the ceremony. Who was the master of the ceremony? Was it maybe that was the father? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was someone else who worked with the father to handle all of the details. Mm -hmm. But anyway, when they took it to the master of the ceremonies, he said, wow, this is really different. Usually you serve the best wine first until people yeah. kind of got a little, and then you bring out the cheap stuff. But you have mm -hmm. kept the best for last. What did that tell us about the Lord and his relationship to us and the plans that he has for us? We have the best in us yeah. always. Always. He, he mm, always has our best interest at heart. Yeah. He always wants to meet our need yeah. in every capacity that he can meet it. So I believe that the water was changed to wine and we know that the wine in the, in the Bible often represents the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit, as they drank the wine, the presence of the Holy Spirit also yeah. moved through all of the people that were out there at the mm, wedding. That's good. I mean, that's just my speculation. <laughs> no, because I mean, if he made it, it was, he created it, it was perfect. Yeah. And so when you said that in the fish, when God creates things, I was reading this and the guy said, when God creates things, the way he created it is for it to live forever. There's no death and decay. Death and decay came in when man fell. Right. So you think about this wine, he, Jesus created this beautiful, perfect wine. And then with the fish, they go back to the 12 baskets again going, what if that fish just, it was kind of like Elijah and the oil. As long as they kept on pouring the oil, no, you brought that up yesterday. Yeah, that's I got that to talk about too, also. And so it was, um, yeah, that was pretty. You know, I was thinking about that. But then, when you were talking about Mary and Jesus, and I remember it said this, and I was trying to find it real quick. Um, when he was in the temple, and they get on him about not um, being obedient, being obedient. Mm -hmm. and in verses Luke two forty eight. And it says, and when they saw him, talking about Jesus, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why have you done this, dealt this to us? Behold, thy father and I have besought you, um, were sorrowful in seeking you. And he said unto them, How is it that you have sought me? Was it not I should, should be in my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he had spoken unto him. And they went down and then said, Okay, in verse 51 is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, Jesus, and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. So, you know, when you said that, why would she say that to Jesus? Why would she go, okay, do this, you guys follow his direction? Could it be even when you mentioned earlier, when the Holy Ghost came upon her, he showed her things about Jesus' life. And as she pondered those things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that could have mm -hmm. been a reason why she said, whatever he says, do it. Because God had shown her the things that he was going to do and what he was called to yeah. do. Yeah. And so as we let God show us, and God, like you said, the Holy Spirit is upon us, that new wine is in mm -hmm. us.
Mm-hmm. As we let, as we contemplate that, and just think on that when you're driving, you're doing the dishes, you're, I don't know, whatever it is, he will tell you and show you things yeah. that he has for your life, that new wine that he wants to pour through you and be a blessing to other people. Right. Do you want to stop on this one? Yeah, let's stop. We've got, yeah, we're about at 28 minutes. Yeah, That's I think good. that we got a lot of information out in that short window. Yeah, we do. So, we'll, so we're going to go into a part two of this, but I want to thank you guys for listening to the part one of the podcast. And like I said, we're here just to stir you. Yeah. Like I said, Norm and I are talking. As we're talking, we're getting revelation and seeing things that we've not seen before because the Holy Ghost is revealing that. And it's, it's available to you. Just begin to ask the Holy Ghost to make things real to you. And you'll be driving down the street. You'll be at the gas station, wherever it is. He'll, he'll talk to you. Yep. You'll yep. hear that still, small voice. And it pops up so quietly. And if you just listen to it, it'll start to instruct you. Mm-hmm. And the more you become conscious of it. And I was telling people at church yesterday saying, I hear the voice of God. Not you're trying to hear. You're going to commit by faith. That you already hear the voice of God because he said, my sheep know my voice. So you know his voice. So when you start saying, I know the voice of God. Yeah. What happens? You start hearing the voice of God. Mm-hmm. So we just want to encourage you with that. Uh, if you want to, you can listen to part two. We want to thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. Hopefully this inspired you. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can contact us through our Facebook page at True Life Church. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. How the, how the podcast has been impacting you. And then also, share it with your friends and family. I know I, a friend of mine, she, her, her brother and sister-in-law are having some issues. So she um, sent them to the website or sent them to our Facebook page and said, just listen to some messages and let God inspire you. So with that, I want to thank you for being a part of it. You guys have a great day and we will talk to you soon.